Fight to be your hero, baby. Fight to kiss away the pain. I will stand by you forever. No movie dummies will take it away. How very nice of you, autopilot. Very romantic sounding. Uh, we are the movie dummies. I'm Joe. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. We are Sans, Shannon, Sans, Adam. But we have a movie to talk about. The Hero, starring Sam Elliott. His mustache. Yep. And his real life wife. And Laura Prepon's real life eyebrows. Way. Yes. The, uh, his ex-wife in the movie? Yes. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. And uh, as always, before we hop to, into it, we are going to talk about some recommendations. So let's start off with Matt. What do you got, buddy? Uh, let's see. I have a video game. Is the music still going for anybody else? Yeah, it's going. It's, it's just shut off. Yeah. It just plays. <laughs> I'll have to work uh, on the fade out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the video game I had recommended before, but I got to play a lot more of it. Uh, it's called, uh, Stuff. No, it's, it's called, called All right. Wolfenstein. The, uh, yes. I'm trying to think of the subtitle. Wolfenstein 2, the Col- the new Colossus. Yes, the, the, the new Colossus. So and, I was murdering uh, Nazis. Oh, I've got 100 Nazi scalps. Um, <laughs> the, I speak Italian. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> the gameplay is really good. Obviously, but like the storyline is getting better and better. Very cool. I never played the uh, first remake. Was it good? It was really good. Yeah. Okay. Are you saying this, this one is seems to actually... get into? Sure. Yeah. If you like killing Nazis, uh, well, who doesn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was actually kind of shocked. I didn't expect it to be like better than the first one, but it is. So very cool. All right. Awesome. So. The title is Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. I hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It pe- People, you'll find it. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> play a FPS and murder some Nazis, you'll find it. Right. Uh, the TV show I would like to recommend is Marvel's Runaways. The Hulu one? I don't know. Um, I believe it's on Hulu, yes. Sure. Is it good? It's is it good. better than The Gifted and better than the other one? It's slightly better than Gifted um, so far. Okay. But but I'm not sure if that's going to be sustainable because they're kind of going a lot on mystery right now. And I think once the big reveal happens, I'm not sure that it's going to be that great. But okay. we'll see. Hey, you never know. Sure. So the relays. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an odd... It's an odd show because, like... There, it centers around a bunch of different teenagers, and like so far, it looks like only one of them actually has powers, but they kind of hinted at another one having powers. I would and imagine it's they like, all do, right? I'm not sure yet. Like, we're getting to the th- I think we're three episodes in, and it's like, man, when are these kids That's gonna a slow reveal? <laughs> right? <laughs> is it are these kids? is it that same you know, stale story device where they they show you the end of the season? And now they're unraveling it, like via flashbacks and 
whatever? Or is it... No, no. They're going through, like, the actual story. They had some flashback scenes, but they were from, like, ages ago, like 10 years or whatever. So it's more standard storytelling and not that tired how to get yeah, they, murder. it's it's really odd like i don't know how to explain it like it's not it's not like the other marvel shows and it's not like it's not really like any other show it's kind of weird how they're doing it but it's interesting um yeah. they focused a lot on the villains so far and i won't give away who those are because i'd like the viewers to the listeners to hear to are see. they well known in the x universe <laughs> No, I don't think so. Okay, I didn't cool. know who the hell any of these people were. <laughs> None of them are people you know? Are they all original characters? Have you looked it up? No, I haven't looked it up, but okay. I'm guessing they're all original. Maybe. Oh, very cool. And it's in the X-Men universe. They're, they call themselves yeah. mutants? No, I'm not sure yet, actually. Um, I know The Gifted is, definitely, because they yeah. mentioned the X-Men a few times. But well, it's on Hulu, cause, so it could be... Because ABC, Fox, and NBC all have stakes in Hulu, so right. I don't I know. Don't if, know. I don't, it could be anybody's at that point. Yep. All right. Well, cool. We shall see. The the Runaways. What else you got? Uh, I think that's it. Okay. Cool. Angela, what do you got for us? Uh- all right, so <clears throat> my recommendation for this week is something that I've already recommended once, but the new season is out now mm-hmm. of Longmire. Oh, I have yet to the break in. The sixth and final season. Um, I'm only a couple episodes in so far, but so far it is very engaging, very intriguing. Uh, it opens up with uh, Henry in quite a bit of peril mm-hmm. and... A little bit of peril? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit of peril. He's But how is his apparel? But not too perilous. Uh, not no, he's 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 pretty it's it's pretty much in peril. The only reason that we <laughs> that, <laughs> I love how we're gonna just stick with this word. Yeah. The only reason that we the viewer are aren't super concerned about it is because he's such an integral character that right. it's very unlikely that he's actually going to die, but how that work out for Game of Thrones? No. Well, this is, this is <laughs> well, no Game of Thrones, my friend. No <laughs> right. Game of Thrones we're, we're at not, all. We're not talking about The Walking Dead here or Game of Thrones. Or, you know, it's it's pretty standard show. So. Thank you, Lenny. <laughs> pretty much guarantee that uh, Walt, Henry, Katie, and Vic are all going to make it. So Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it. yeah, the first few episodes so far are pretty gripping, pretty, uh, you know, in line with the with the series as a whole. Okay. So. I I was not all that happy with season five, and then especially the way that it ended. They got a little existentially and a little weird. So I was like, oh, what's this going to be? And so yeah, I, have, I haven't uh, really jumped into season six. Plus, I don't have time. It actually, it actually flows into season six. Like, the existentially stuff kind of gets explained a little bit. That the weird there dreamy was per- thing that happened? At the very end, yeah, there's okay. actually a purpose for it. it okay. It's actually foreshadowed. She's seeing in her sweat. She's seeing what's happening to, or at least she's getting. She's being notified that Henry's in danger. Right. And uh, okay. Stuff. <laughs> Is it all you got this week, Walt Longmire? That's all. Walt Longmire, watch it. It's good. The one agent from uh, the Matrix who gets shot in the head by the helicopter. Uh, yeah, sure. That's Walt Longmire. You say so. 
If you say so. It is. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> All right. You, 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 you son of a bitch. Thank you, Arnold. Well, F you too, Arnold. No, you suck at me. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh? Never mind then. Thanks, Arnold. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to recommend some stuff. Uh, I want to re-recommend The Good Place because I'm all caught up now. Season two and everything? Yep, I'm caught up to date. The latest episode has one of my favorite people in the world, Jason Manzukis, got to play. I don't know if he'll ever come back, but he was a lot of fun. Um, oh, okay. The show is freaking awesome. I, <laughs> I don't it, know how I is. went this long. You know, I just didn't give it a chance, and obviously I've blown through it pretty quick. Uh, it is so charming and fun, and Kristen Bell's hilarious. Ted Danson's mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. I did not see the twist coming at the end of season one. Right? I I was I was shocked. I I couldn't believe it, but it all makes sense and it fits. And sure, I buy it. My guess about what was happening was only about twenty percent correct. She was exactly where she belonged. She was not put there by accident. Right. So I was correct about right. that. I was mm-hmm. super wrong about why. <laughs> so good on you. Good place. It's not very often I get tricked. So uh, just watch it. It's so much fun. It is a lot of the, fun. The chick I, who I, plays the middle place lady. Uh, oh, right. Right. She's wonderful. She is. That must be the most fun part to play because she can just do whatever the hell she wants. Right. You know, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> you get mad when I walk or sometimes you leave because I walk, you walk in on me masturbating and she goes, right. then sometimes you leave because I walk in yeah. on you and I'm masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Oh, it cracks me up. See, so, yeah, I watched The Good Place. Uh, the first season's on uh, Netflix. Yes. And the entirety of the second season you don't have to like if you're on hulu you can only get back to like episode four or whatever but if you go on nbc's app you can watch the whole thing okay which is i've how been actually wondering how i can see it because i don't watch regular cable so yeah the nbc app that's how i got awesome. it uh well, I have a movie on here. Me and Shannon were supposed to go last night, but we didn't because she had she was with our daughter at her basketball game till eight p.m., which sucked. We were supposed to go see Three Billboards. It's finally playing by our house, but we didn't go. So I have to scratch that mm. off the list. I wrote it down in all my hubris, thinking that I would be seeing it, but I did not. <clears throat> so next, I want to recommend well, a movie you. called Home Again with. Hmm. Reese the Chin Witherspoon. Oh, oh Reese the Chin. And it's got Michael Sheen in it. And uh, Aww, Candace Bergen. And Candace Bergen? She's still alive? Oh, she's great in the movie, too. She's charming wow. as balls. Murphy Brown. And a bunch of young people. I don't know who they are. Um, but it's mm. about Reese Witherspoon is the daughter of a famous filmmaker. And she lives in his old house, and it's huge. And she kind of takes that was difficult in... for her. What's that? I said, I bet that was difficult for her. That was a stretch. She lives a very charmed life for the most part. You know, I I just mean she's the famous daughter, or she's the daughter of a famous. Oh yeah, person. So 
she's kind of like a wayward person in the movie. She she hasn't really ever nailed down like a career. Obviously, she's living off of the money her daddy has, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But she takes in these three guys who are. <laughs> <laughs> this is the start to a very never raising. She takes them in. Every hole is filled. Uh, no, she, <laughs> she takes them into her home at the at the prodding of her mother. Her mother wants to take them in because they're all filmmakers who came to L.A. off of, you know, they have no money in their pocket. So they mm-hmm. live in their her guest house. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very cute. It's like a... It's a romantic comedy, but it's... I don't know. It's done in originally in an original enough way that it doesn't fall into a lot of the tropes. So, like... Michael Sheen plays her husband who they're getting a divorce or whatever. He tries to come fix it and it doesn't exactly play like you think it would. It's very, very cute. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil it. I would recommend you watch it. That's all. Okay. What was it called again? Home Again. Home Again. You know, and it's not very, not very often, you know, uh, Reese Witherspoon's a great actress. Yeah, she is. You know, and she her best work lately has been on her TV show, Pretty Little Lies or whatever it's called. Big Little Lies. I, I don't remember she what it's was called. In that. It's an Pretty amazing show. There's Big Little Lies and then there's Pretty Little Liars. It's Big Little Lies, the one that was on HBO. Okay. It is okay. an amazing show, if you haven't seen it. Um, I have not. She, she does real good work on there. So does Nicole Kidman. Holy crap, Nicole Kidman crushes. Uh so I would, I'm not very fond of Nicole Kidman. Uh, you will be after you watch that. Mm, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, woman power and all that. She's very, she's very stiff. <laughs> well, she's she's Australian, so there's mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Where was I? Okay, home again. Uh, the next thing I want to recommend, uh, it's like a meh sort of for me, but. I did enjoy myself watching it, so I don't know. It's called The Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. I don't know if you guys ever you saw the first come Kingsman. Up with... I did not see the first one. I've never heard of either of these movies. They're action movies, like based off okay. a comic book by the same guy who did does like his name's Mark Millar, um or Miller, I guess. He's it's very good. <laughs> Is it Millar when he just feels fancy? No, I don't know how to say. It. It's M I L L A R. But if I'm remembering oh, okay. correctly, it's just Miller, and he doesn't like it when people say Millar. If I'm, I'm remembering a story fifth hand or whatever. So, oh, okay. Um, he did the Kick Ash movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, or those are his comics. The Kingsman stars. Uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. It's got Colin Firth in it, and oh, the I young like kid. Him. The young kid who can sing really well. He was in Sing. Oh, the. Uh played the gorilla uh taron edgerton is that his name yeah yeah the i think that's his name he's real good in it he's and british it's got julianne is moore british? what's that is he british yes the whole thing's okay. very british all right the king's are a british secret service agency and they save the world is what they do and uh they do that again in this movie it's the first one was over the top like ridiculously over the top and it was so fun and so original that it's hard to deny how good it was this one is even more over the top 
to the point where it's almost dumb. Like it, like it tipped the scales in the other direction. Yes, it's no longer inventive. Yeah. It was dumb. Mm. Yeah. So, but that being said, it was still a lot of fun. Um. Uh, the best part of the movie, and he's not in it for very long because of consequences that are happening inside the movie. Uh, Channing Tatum's in the movie. And I love him. <laughs> he's in it for a solid five minutes, and he's freaking hilarious. I bet. He does not get it nearly enough credit. What was that movie he was in where he played the douchebag? All uh, of them? No. Oh. <laughs> like, he was genuinely a douchebag. Uh, the, 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 the Dilemma. The Dilemma. With, uh, yeah, it had... Uh, was Vince Vaughn and like Kevin James or something and like and oh where he's Ryder. banging uh, Kevin James's wife or whatever yes yeah he, yeah he's banging Winona Ryder and it is hilarious he is hilarious he's got he's like a fish or tank something. or whatever yeah yeah I remember that yeah he's he's he real was, fun in the movie he's really good yeah um yeah there's there's lots of callbacks to the first movie that are that are really good but you can you only get the jokes if you've seen the first movie. Okay. So, but uh, I would recommend. I really recommend it. You guys have never seen The Kingsman. Uh, watch that for sure. And then if if you liked it enough, watch this one. You'll enjoy it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Those are my recommendations, guys. Do we have a canned uh, impression corner by know. any chance? I don't. No, it is time for Shannon's impression corner. Yeah, um, this one's going to be easy. You guys will know exactly what it is. But I have a theory that you're going to laugh real hard. <laughs> I think Should I you will overestimate. Oh, no. No, because she's here. not you, here. You won't make her oh, feel yeah. But here it is, guys. You ready for Shannon's impression? Yeah. Oh, am I ever. I know you are, but what am I? 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 Duh. <laughs> I don't have any idea what that is. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. Matt? Um, Actually, I'm not sure. Is it Dumb and Dumber? No. Hmm. Bicycle. Bicycle. Red bicycle. Now you're just throwing me way off. Oh, come on. Duh. The duh didn't do it for you? <laughs> no. Oh, it's Pee-wee. Oh. I, uh, I thought that'd be too obvious. Well, yeah, that's what it was supposed to be really obvious. <laughs> no. oh, it does not man. sound like Pee-wee. <laughs> well, isn't that the whole point of this segment? <laughs> I thought the point was to try to sound like <laughs> Well, that's the point of us making Shannon do it, is... <laughs> we all have a good laugh well now that I know what it is it's really funny you want to hear it again <laughs> yeah yeah I know you are but what am I 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 I know you are but what am I, I, what am I? she even threw it a dog because I told her to say duh because he always says duh <laughs> Alright, that was good. I was, was trying good. to figure out which two characters were like going back and forth, but apparently 
He just it says was just Pee Wee. He says it over <laughs> right. and over again when the guy when he's talking to that one guy. Right. I know I you are, but I've what am I? Seen, I don't know that I've <laughs> ever seen Pee Wee's play or Pee Wee's Big Adventure or whatever. It it's is. a masterpiece. It really is. Yeah, I've never seen it. Tim Burton I mean, directed. You know, obviously Pee Wee's great. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I don't like Pee Wee. Oh, it's... I find him obnoxious. <laughs> I find him obnoxious. Hey, you know what? He's uh, the best guy to ever come out of Hollywood because he kept his hands to himself. <laughs> Yikes. Dun, 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 dun. Yikes. <laughs> Stolen joke. I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, well, that was Shannon's impression corner. And... All right. Time to play the game, guys. Only two of you. These numbers are not going to be very impressive either way, but let's yeah. hear it. Rotten Tomato score. Uh, 59. 59. Closest without going over. Matt. 60. Haha, <laughs> Matt, you win. <laughs> oh. You got hosed, Angela. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives it? us a 77. Oh. Which is fair. I think so. I think that's fairly fair. Fairly, fairly fair. Okay. What about box office? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this probably only played during festivals, right? Okay, so don't get too crazy with your. your I will say twenty two million. I will say eighteen million. Ooh, you both ridiculously overbid. I tried to oh, throw okay. in the, the festival thing for you um, to try to give you. A it's chance. like one hundred seventy-four thousand. It's only four million, which is probably pretty oh, okay. good for probably only playing on like twenty screens, right? You know, but uh, yeah, it's only it only made four million. I couldn't find the budget anywhere, but I would I would be willing to guess the budget is somewhere around there, probably. And I don't yeah. think this was marketed at all. They had so. a lot of like good actors, so yeah, yeah. But a lot of people will do these movies for nothing. Yeah, you know, basically nothing. They. I would assume this movie only took about two weeks to shoot, so they only got to pay him like, you know, they don't pay them millions. Right. So, something you can do on, on your weekends or whatever. Right. As a favor not to like a there's, You know, it's not like there were any uh, risk-taking or anything. No, and I don't, I don't know if this was supposed salary. to be um, awards-worthy, if they were really thinking it would go that far, but it's not. I mean, it definitely feels like they were aiming for an artsy fartsy type of feel for it. Well, they sure didn't do it right. <laughs> I mean, it felt artsy fartsy to me, but not in a yeah, good but way, like I guess right off the bat, and I start playing this movie, I noticed the runtime, and then I at that point in time, I knew that there was it wasn't going to be very good because if you have a drama and it's only ninety minutes, you did something wrong. You know, you got to be up in the 145 to, you know, two hour range, typically for your dramas. So that told me that I, th- I'm going to throw this out there. I think they wanted this to be kind of a comedy. There were some chuckle worthy moments. But it's mm-hmm. not a comedy. Right. I think, I think they were shooting more for like a dramedy type of thing. Like yeah, they but wanted it's... it to be a drama, but they wanted it to be kind of lighthearted. And... Well, it has a comedy runtime. Right. You know, hour 30, but it is not funny. So there were some chuckle worthy moments. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's not a funny movie. You know what I mean? No, it's not. 
So, I mean, Nick Offerman's pretty fun in it, but um, what's that? I, yeah. yeah, Nick uh, Offerman is fun. He's always fun. The, uh, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing, and I think we should. Uh, we haven't yet mentioned that this is my favorite movie from oh, 2017. Yes. And please bear in mind, I haven't seen very many movies from 2017. <laughs> so <laughs> by no means am I saying that this is the best movie from 2017. Well, it doesn't just, even have to be the best to be your favorite. Right. Right. But, you know. I love bad movies. Uh, the uh, Of the movies from 2017 that I've seen... We've already reviewed on the sure. podcast. Let's just. I just wish they so. had made. Just wish they had made Ginger Dead Man in 2017 because that would definitely be my favorite. <laughs> I kind of liked it more than this movie. So all that being said, <laughs> I actually, I actually liked this. You know, I, it's my favorite for a reason. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was charming, and I thought it was well well scripted, and it it was. There were moments that I found to be very poignant. And I imagine that Sam Elliott probably before the, you know, his Netflix resurgence with Grace and Frankie and, and the ranch, I imagine he felt like this a lot. I, I'm sure. Well, that- the funny part is, is Sam Elliott is known for being in Westerns and he, right. really, he and hasn't been in that many. Right. Predominantly, he's known for Tombstone. I would say that that's um, his his biggest one, and he should be darn proud of that movie. Everyone involved should be real darn proud of that movie. Absolutely, but his character in this movie wasn't, you know, it's not like he wasn't proud of the movie he was known for. In fact, he said that it's the only movie he was proud of. So I, I think this role might have been perfect for Sam Elliott because right. I think a, a lot of these feelings are reflected well, you know, in true life you maybe know? i don't i don't really think so because i think sam elliott is just as known for roadhouse and we were soldiers as he was for tombstone but tombstone had such a lasting impression on everybody that that's how he's kind of thought of is being a western guy when he's been in I mean, a handful whereas his wife Catherine ross was in i don't know 100 westerns wow you know what i mean if you look at her IMDb yeah, page, but, it's nine out of ten of them are westerns. <laughs> yeah, but women in westerns, women can't be known for westerns. They just can't. But that's yeah. probably what she's best known for is being in westerns. You know what I mean? Probably. So, right, but you've never, you don't think westerns Karen Ross. You think westerns Sam Elliott. Not really. Uh, I think of him as the dude John Wayne. You know, you, you think, yeah, you keep saying that, but. I think that just sticks out in your mind. I didn't even rec- I didn't even realize it was him in Roadhouse. Oh, you didn't? Roadhouse, With his long hair? Patrick Swayze. No. I think yeah. Roadhouse. I think Patrick Swayze. I, it didn't even occur to me that he was... I, I have didn't never even seen remember. Roadhouse. You've never seen Roadhouse? You have to watch Ooh. Roadhouse. He rips a guy's throat out of his You've obviously never been neck. a bar... Right? <laughs> he <laughs> wears a karate gi with bartender. jeans. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> It's so great. It's so bad. It's it's one of those really great bad movies. Yeah, it's Not fun right. to watch. It's horrible. It's so much fun. Yeah. But in any case, I, I think Right, but his I, most I think, that, I think what you're trying to say the, the is emotions, that 
I think you're trying to the force a connection between him and this character, but I don't think that I don't I don't I don't think Sam Elliott is known like this guy is because this guy did something 40 years ago and was forgotten. The tombstone was shot in 93. He, was, he wasn't forgotten. He wasn't forgotten. And he he had said he had said a bunch of times in the movie that he had worked steadily throughout throughout his career. But the one thing that stood out was <coughs> something his 40 role years in this. ago, though. But tombstone was in right. 1993. That's, you know, 20 years ago. And he's done a lot since that I remember him from also. And he did a lot before that I remember him from also. So, like, to me, it's not exactly the same, but I get what no, you're saying. No, I'm not saying it's exactly the same. I'm I'm saying that in his later years, I, I mean, there's a generation and that knows Sam Elliott. They know Sam Elliott because they've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Me, personally, I'm young enough that I didn't know who Sam Elliott was until I watched The Ranch. Oh, okay. You know, and and after I watched after I watched the ranch, I watched Grace and Frankie, and he showed up there, and I'm like, oh, it's Sam Elliott. You know, there. I think there is a generation out here. You don't remember him there. as General Doesn't... Ross in the first Hulk movie with Eric Bana? I never watched that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, I didn't even realize he was that person. Right? I mean, you don't remember? I've him seen as the movie. The hilarious <laughs> sidekick uh, Colonel in We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson. No. Oh, he's great in that. That movie. I do remember. He is great in that movie. He's hilarious. It's just you know, I, I think they're, I think in the last ten or fifteen years, it's it's likely that you know, as he started to get older, he you know, and wasn't getting a lot of roles, that he was starting to feel forgotten, and like his career was ignorant, insignificant, or not as significant as he wanted it to be. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't know about that. I feel that. like the, I, I think he's been the emotions in the movie. I think the emotions in the movie were genuine. I think actors and can, again can tap again, into that character... really easily, though, Angela, because I think that's how they feel after they finish every movie. But again, the character worked steadily as well. It's just nobody recognized him in the roles. Like you're you're rattling off this extensive catalog of Sam Elliott that you may be the only person who's aware of. You know? I think people who like Sam Elliott know who he is. I don't I don't see the connection, sorry. I'm there I don't okay. think there's any real connective tissue there. I think he's playing a part and he does it brilliantly. And I I will say that in any case that that's what it's... this movie is. This movie is a showcase for Sam Elliott. It doesn't do much other than that, but it does it really well. It showcases his ability to be charming, to be fun, to be a good actor, to get you emotionally. Um, and if this movie doesn't get him different work or, you know, a bigger role in a better movie, I don't know what will because he does really well. He does. I, I really enjoy, I, I really enjoy his his brand of of acting, you know, that that wry, understated type of, you know, masculinity so to speak right he's he's a gentleman right he's not like a dickhead no but you can tell like he's he's lives in you know he lives like teddy roosevelt he walks softly but carries a big stick yeah he just you know he just seems like a charming dude like like a a long begotten type of man you know (laughs) Who eats Lone Star Barbecue Sauce? Lone Star Barbecue <laughs> Sauce. <laughs> the perfect partner for your ribs. 
Can you say it again? The perfect. <laughs> you want me to do it differently? No, you want, just, just you want do, me it again. To do it differently. No, just one more time. <laughs> we good? Yeah. Uh, could you do it one more time? Well, one the more funny time. part is, is like, there's nothing wrong with the way he's doing it, but that's just how they right. actually do that stuff. And then, like, if you've ever gone and listened to the outtakes of, I don't know, Michael Jordan trying to say the Gatorade slogan. <laughs> then you really appreciate how some how like good someone like Sam Elliott is. He's killing the line, right? But like Michael Jordan can't say, "Is it in you?" He can't is say it that. In you? He keeps going, "Is why, it?" Why can't he keeps getting the inflection wrong? So like Gatorade, is it in you? Like a question. He keeps going, "Is it in you?" Oh no, okay. Gatorade, <laughs> is it in you? Oh uh, man, no, no. I remember hearing the. Gatorade. Or it could be worse. Uh, there was one with. Uh... Colonel Sanders when he was still alive and he was like, oh, oh it's yeah. the nasty. He like kept saying the wrong adjectives. Like, it's the greasiest home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Famously, How do you promote a product? Famously, Orson Welles and the P commercial. That's probably one of the more famous ones where he's breaking down the copy. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. What does uh, he do? He's He's like breaking down the copy as if it were like Shakespearean literature. He's like, people nice. wouldn't say this. It's it's so hilarious. <laughs> like I'm trying to get a, an emotional feeling here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's special. Please YouTube this stuff after uh, you're done listening to this. Uh, it's fantastic. I Orson Welles and the that. peas. But that's, that's how awesome. we start the movie. He's doing VO for some barbecue sauce. And uh, I think what this movie tries to do is tries to show you that everything is kind of circular, right? It shows the beach. And then it shows him doing voiceover, and that's exactly how the movie ends. It shows the beach, and mm-hmm. then it shows him doing voiceover. And in the beginning, he's doing Lone Star Barbecue Sauce. Is it the same barbecue sauce, Matt? I couldn't remember. It's the same barbecue sauce, but different now, flavor. Well, he switches right, from chicken to ribs. It's spicy. Yeah, it's spicy, yeah, it's spicy for the ribs. Yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, which is fine. Vo work pays good money for the little amount of work you have to do. Who wouldn't want to do it? If, if I could be right. a, a voiceover artist, I would do it in a heartbeat. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get the feeling that he's not satisfied with that type of work. No. And if that's all you did mm. when you really want to be taken seriously as an actor, um, that's one thing. But, like, sometimes you're just not a good actor. So that's just how it is, you know. Right. You're going to do VO and you're going to be happy about it. But we learn later in the movie, he, oh, he is a good actor. Mm-hmm. So you gotta wonder what if you gotta wonder if this is the guy you're supposed to be rooting for because his wife doesn't his ex wife doesn't really want anything to do with him his kid doesn't really want anything to do with him his only friend in the world is a guy he was on a TV show with years ago is what's he doing you know to he's a pot he's a pot dealer oh well, no what's, no, what's, what's Sam Elliott's what's Sam Elliott doing. doing? Is he just pushing Sorry. everyone away? Is he just a tough nut to crack? Is he the victim in this story? Or is he, you know, the cause of all his problems? Right. I don't think there's a victim, per se. If there is one, then it's got to be his daughter. But, yeah, it did make me wonder, too, like, what exactly did they do to drive him away so bad? And Why did I mean, he leave? Sh- like, they never say why he left, either. Right. They touch a little bit on him later, but it's like... Yeah, he doesn't Still don't say explain. why. They just right. She she thought it was her fault, and it's been I don't know how many years, right? <clears throat> and he still never told her the reason, and so it's all a little weird. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if I can root for this guy. 
Right. And then we get bad news from a doctor, which is supposed to incite us, no matter how we feel about him, to kind of, like, feel bad. <coughs> Sorry. And it's pancreatic cancer, which is not good for anybody. Right. Survival rate is, like, what, zero? Yeah. Yeah, There, there's no cure. There's, you know, treatment that's haphazard at best. You're lucky, you know, even with the most aggressive treatments you're you'll be lucky to live the next five years right so this is like the inciting incident where we're we're given this guy who's kind of a mess now we're supposed to feel for him and i don't know if i did i did i know that like what it did was it put a clock on the movie for me like okay well how's this guy gonna fix all the wrong he did and he doesn't really seem to be in a hurry to do that well he's trying to figure out He's trying to figure it all out. He's trying to figure out what he wants, what he can do, if there's anything he can do. I mean, he seems pretty resigned to the fact that he's, you know, he's pushed his daughter away or, you know, screwed up enough that she just doesn't want anything to do with him. When he goes and talks to his ex-wife, you know, she says, call her. And he's like, she doesn't want me to call her. Yeah, but I don't know, like, that he really tries all that hard to, like, what you're going to look for here get some character growth, right? But I don't know that he has yeah. that much. No, but that's that's realistic. I mean, people don't grow even in even in the horrible even under horrible circumstances. That doesn't really that doesn't happen in real life. I mean, I think that it does. People have yeah. a, you know, a brush with death. I think they start seeing things differently and they change. Right, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the people around them who they whom they've hurt are willing to accept the fact that they want to change or No, or what I'm saying is to... Sam Elliott's not trying to change either. He's trying to get his head around it. I mean, right. this this whole movie happens within a couple of days. But like what you want to see though is like a character arc out of a film. There's not an I I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that there's enough time I don't think enough time passes in this movie to and really even allow for there. I think a is the issue arc. of part of the issue with the movie is that it's not it's not typical about what you'd want out of a film. It's not you don't get that character development, and it's not nearly long enough to tell this story. I don't think, and I don't think they made a good good use of the time they did have because there's a lot of scenes in this movie where you're just watching him do nothing, right? You know, like he's he's very solemn and he's stoic and you're watching him be that and it's fine he's great at it but like i i just wanted a little bit more does that make sense yeah yeah like i wanted more story i wanted more like uh, let's go into this uh i have this note here nick offerman looks really really young in this movie i don't know how they did it (laughs) (laughs) he's like a 55 year old man or whatever and he looks like he's in his 30s right but Looks good, and Prepon, as I said last week, has some crazy eyebrows, and they're pretty distracting. Yeah, <laughs> she she always has those eyebrows. So, have you seen her? Did you watch uh, Orange Is the New Black? Not really. Mm-hmm. No, it's not really worth it. But she had those eyebrows there too. Eyebrows. Uh, yeah, she just likes. I've I've seen. I've seen people do weird things with their eyebrows. You would not. Oh my god! Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, they it, it's insane. Paint them on I can't way imagine. Too high and yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, they look they look ridiculous. But people, the, and somehow they manage to look in the mirror and go, 
looks good and walk out the door this and I fine. don't understand it. Well, lucky then they can just draw them on. I'm stuck with mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could draw yours on too. It's a brand new world out there, Matt. That's true. Pull a Chandler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So there's some exposition that's, I think it's slightly ham-fisted when uh, Sam Elliott's visiting Nick Offerman and buying his drugs and then that's where we meet Laura Prepon. Mm-hmm. And their exposition about how they knew each other seemed like a little forced. Like, why would this stranger ask that? Because they're an odd couple, I guess. We, I think it would be more like if she recognized who Sam Elliott was, that would make more sense. Like, well, how do you know him? Because he, she didn't even know that Offerman was an actor. I don't know. She was, didn't know Sam Elliott was an actor either. Right, but that would make more sense. Like... How do you know him? He's my drug dealer. What I mean, <laughs> it's a it's just right, seemed but they a little were, clunky. They were clearly they were clearly not just drug dealer drug dealy. You know, they were friends and and sure. Sam Elliott's forty years older than him. It, it it's an odd pairing. I might not have asked the question, "How do you know each other?" But I would probably ask the question, "Is that your dad?" Maybe you know, I, I would want to know what brought these two people together because they don't seem like they should be just hanging out smoking dope. I would think that if I were to guess, I would say that in the script, Laura Prepon recognizes Sam Elliott and she's playing it cool. That's that's possible. She never actually, she never actually says like, oh yeah, I didn't recognize you. No, she just says, she well, she pretends to not know, to not remember his name. When she goes to leave, she's like, I don't remember. I'm sorry. She could be just playing it really cool. to say it again. I guess. She's got a hard on for him pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. She gives but him the old again, 4K he is, eyes. He, he is Sam Elliott. Yep, that mustache. Mm-hmm. Who yes, wants well. a mustache ride? <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed a little clunky, that exposition. But you get to learn that him and Nick Offerman were on a show together. Mm-hmm. Well, a one Western. episode of a show together. Yeah. Many, many years ago. We learned that they kill Nick Offerman in the first episode, and that's what pushes Sam Elliott to go do his revenge thing throughout the sh- the one season of the TV show. Sounds like a fun show. Yeah. I don't know. It, sound, it seems seems kind of weird because l- later in the movie they talk more about the show and I guess like Sam Elliott was going to kill his character but then took pity on him because he was an orphan. Well, he stole his horse or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds weird. But mm. then again, I'm not into westerns, so. Well, like if I could have a gift every year of a Sam Elliott, Kurt Russell Western, that would be great. <laughs> uh, they're just so great in them. And if you haven't seen Bone Tomahawk I mean, yet, you should. Just shame on you. I mean, Kurt Russell is yeah. the best. <laughs> Sam Elliott's not. Yeah, I gotta see that. There aren't a ton of years left for Sam Elliott Westerns. Well, he's, Seventy-four. He's in the ranch. Yeah. That's Western E. Yeah, it is, kind of. Ish. Western ish. I'm just saying he's old. Yeah. So. Catherine Ross shows up. She plays his ex wife, but she's his real life, actual wife. Um, like I said before, she's in a ton of Westerns, way more than he's ever been in. She was on Western TV shows and all that stuff way back in the day. And they had, you know, they're fine together. Obviously, they're married. Yeah. They probably have some sort of disdain for each other. <laughs> uh, and you get the sense he wanted, 
Go ahead. Which is why he wanted to play. He wanted her to play his ex. Yeah, <laughs> right. He probably made sure that uh, she was on set for the sex scenes with prep on too. So she'd be oh, like, Jesus, see, see the tail I can pull. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh yeah. Anyways, and Sam Elliott, if it comes out that you've been sexually harassing women on movie sets, I will lose all faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. Just, whatever you do, just blame it on your mustache. <laughs> mustache did it I had to go along for the ride <laughs> but you get a real sense from his relationships as we said before that he's been a real asshole to his family Right. And you don't know how or why or what or I don't think that's what this movie's about and I really can't tell you what this movie's about because I don't think it really uh, has a point of view um, I think it wanted to be something and it wasn't but whatever whatever Okay, what do you guys think I mean, of the dream sequences? They're odd. Yes, but, very odd. But uh, again, there, there's a there's a realistic feel to it. Like obviously, dreams. You know, in in real life, when we dream, they are chaotic. They don't make any sense, and you know, it's our subconscious. You know crapping out the events of the day essentially in a convoluted way that is the only way that we can process information so he's while as he's struggling with you know his his uh in a you know his inability to cope with the fact that he wasn't as successful as he wanted to be or that he wasn't he didn't have enough important roles or, you know, whatever it was. And now he is facing down death. The dreams are, you know, convoluted throw up of all that. And sure. what's probably going on in his head. So I, I like that. It feels genuine. It feels realistic. Somebody going through this may have dreams very similar to that. They, uh, I wish they had, like, as as much as they had shown his dreams, I wish they had gotten into it more, because, like, at the very least, you would think he'd be like, oh, hey, you know, like, go, you know, maybe he would go to his agent and be like, hey, I want to, you know, I want there there to be, like, a movie like this, can we do this? It's 2017, he he could very much go, I want to reboot the hero. Right. You know what I mean? Then they do it, they dream like that in a second. Right, he mentions it to like a couple people, and then that's it. And it's like, come on, yeah. So it, yeah. He doesn't even. Well, he doesn't really go into detail. He's just like, oh yeah, I had a dream. Well, he <laughs> mentions it to Nick Offerman, and Nick Offerman's like, yeah, I don't want to hear about your dream. Oh <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you like to hear about? Do you other really people's like dreams? hear? Right. Do you like hearing about other people's dreams? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, well, I don't. I don't. Are you saying <laughs> you don't want to hear about my dream? And he's like, nope. Yeah. It. <laughs> Obviously, he's struggling with his mortality and all that bullcrap, but like I said, it this movie tries to do some things, but it doesn't do any of them particularly well, except for showcase how good Sam Elliott is. Because in one of the dream sequences, when, he's, when he finally walks up to the hanging man on the tree, and you, he can feel something behind him, I mean, he looks genuinely frightened, which mm-hmm. is something you don't usually get from Sam Elliott. No, you he's know? usually very sure of himself. He turns around, he points his gun, and it's the beach lapping up against him. And I don't know what this beach is exactly supposed to be a metaphor for. Maybe it's for the fleeting nature of life, that it just ebbs and flows, and that you're just going to have to deal with it. It's never going to stop. I don't know exactly what they're going for. I didn't think about it too hard. 
but it's probably something along those lines. The water lapping up against the beach is obviously it's a theme in the movie, right? Um, and it has some meaning. I just don't care that much. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he meets Prepon at a at a taco truck, and she's giving the old fork me eyes big time, and then they go to an award ceremony. Yep. But I think in 2017, he did the right thing. He asked for permission. He assumed nothing. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all out of the way. Yep. And uh, they go they go to the award ceremony high on ecstasy and yeah. have a great time. Did, did you guys expect the award ceremony to be like that? Or did you expect it to be a real one? <laughs> No, I expected it to be that. It was the Western Appreciation Association. Of course, it was going to be some nonsensical. I, I guess I four people I didn't in the room. hear what it was for. I just heard they're giving them a lifetime achievement. I was assuming it was going to be in like a theater, not a hotel banquet hall. <laughs> yeah, no, they. That's why he didn't. He didn't say he was going to go at first. He wasn't yeah, going to go. It was rinky dink, right? And then. After his conversation with uh, the preps, he decided to go. And then he decided to ask her if she wanted to go with him. Mm-hmm. Well, first so. he asked his daughter and she couldn't go. She was going to Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah. I can't cancel. But that. they were, but they set a date to go to dinner. That he skipped Afterwards. On. That he. Yeah, that part really bothered me. Like, I get that you want to have that thing for a movie but like they're not gonna reschedule or do anything like that for you then just don't go and he end, it ends up wasting his fucking time anyway because he ends up breaking down and yeah yeah well i don't i don't think the did the audition conflict with the dinner or did no. his he, his him breaking down because he flung he yes he freaked out at the audition is what made him miss the dinner uh, he got baked it. out of his gourd in yeah, a bunch he, of mushrooms well, and, and just here's my biggest lost issue his mind. With, with that part. <laughs> oh, I don't know why it bothered me so much, but he has a bad audition, which let's just let's take a step back for a second. He does that he does a line reading with Nick Offerman at his house on the deck. And, and kills it. He makes Nick Offerman cry. Right. Which is such a wonderful acting moment between those two. Um, it was beautiful. I almost cried myself. Yeah, that, that was the biggest emotional was... part of the movie for me was that stupid scene. Because mm-hmm. you can see in Offerman's face that one, man, my boy, my boy still got the goods. Two, <laughs> like I'm, so, I'm so enamored with him and his ability to. There's a reason he's the hero. Right, like you can see it in his face. Like this is my friend. He's killing it. And then two, he gets. He leaves reality because Sam Elliott's so good, and he goes into the scene with them. They become those other people, right? Like that's what acting's about. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like Offerman, I don't think he gets enough credit for being a good actor, uh, but he's very, very good. But mm-hmm. he is for sure. He yeah. and he was the perfect. <laughs> he was the perfect counterpart for Sam Elliott in in this movie. Yeah, and you know he's yeah. I'd be go ahead. I'd be pretty happy to see them in something else. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be, that'd be great. They're <laughs> really good together. You know, and I think Nick Offerman is known for being someone like Sam Elliott, someone with like his best known role is someone without any real emotion. You know, he's <laughs> as uh, what's his face on uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, I'm actually not super familiar with any of his work. Oh, he's he's on, that's probably what he's most known for is uh, what's his name, Ron 
Swanson on Swanson. Parks and Recreation. He's he's very stoic. He doesn't have emotions. He hates people. He loves food. Oh. <laughs> so okay. He's loves just sparks. he's very like this all the time. I've never seen Parks and Rec. Uh, if you just watch, uh, just go to YouTube and watch Ron Swanson clips. I think you'll get the best okay. parts of the show. Okay. Um, just look up the vegan bacon a... one. That's really funny. <laughs> vegan bacon. Yes, get just, out of here with that nonsense. Yep, exactly. You'll you'll, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> you'll enjoy that scene very much. <laughs> but he is uh, he's exceptional in this movie that is amazingly good. Um, it's called Kings of Summer. Um, and he plays a father of a young boy, and uh, the young boys all run away from home, like a, a few of them, and they live in the woods in the house they build. And mm-hmm. it's a very good coming-of-age story, very fun, and uh, Nick Offerman plays one of the fathers, and he's very, very good in it. So I would say if you want more Nick Offerman, that is a great place to start. Okay. Okay, so we've got the line reading. Um, oh, we didn't talk about either how his drug use and flirting with a younger woman led to a role situation. Yeah. That's his- Yeah, it did. He uh while high on ecstasy, he <laughs> does this crazy speech at the Western Appreciation Awards. He brings a random member of the audience up on stage. Diane. And- Diane. It's not Diane. Her- and he gives her his yep. Yeah, Diane. And he gives her his award and, you know, it It goes viral and it goes viral like it would. Right. Of course it would. And, you know, all of a sudden, all the doors are open for him. You know, he wakes up in the morning. He's talking to the preps about whether or not they banged the night before. And, you know, she checks her phone and he has gone viral. Yep. He finally, he doesn't gets, you know, his agent, <laughs> right, he doesn't know what that means, very Sam Elliott, and he, you know, when his agent finally gets a hold of him, he's got job offers, commercials, you know, scripts, and a big movie wants him to come in and audition, and he, his response to that is, I haven't auditioned in 40 years, so I imagine you know, going into this audition, that means so much to him because he wants to do one He's last ready, role before, right. He wants to go in and do one last movie before he dies. You know, all throughout the movie, you expect him to be telling people that he's dying. And instead he goes, I want to make a movie. Right. Right. So I think he loves the know, work. The, I don't think he loves all the work he did, but I think he loves the work. I think he wants he wants to do something that means something. Well, that's part of what know, I'm saying. Is like, I, think I think people I think who love the work, it, yeah. they want to do good work. Like I, I think he loves acting. I really do. Like his character portrays that. Like I love this job. Um, I want to do something that's better than what I've been doing. Obviously, I think that most actors they don't want to make a bad movie, and none of them set out to. But like he, uh, loves... except for the people who made ginger dead man they set out to make a bad movie maybe i think they set out to make think, a fun uh, movie and i think they did it <laughs> so i think joe's moment where we agree to disagree okay i think joe, i think joe's right uh he he wants to do he wants to do something that he i think what it is is he, at the base of it he wants to do another movie but I think he's looking to do something that he can say, oh, I was proud of this, too. Sure, yeah. Right. Like he says, I made one movie I'm proud of. You know, it's just... Right. right. I, 
I think that's what he's hoping for. There's something else he can say. Yeah, I was. This is what I did. And I think he wants to be in front of a camera too. I think I think he's doing VO, and he's of course he's fine with that. It's paying all his bills and buying him his weed. But I think he wants to be in front of a camera. He wants because that's what he says. Right, exactly. You got a script for me? You know, I think he just wants to work. I think he loves work. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, I I think he absolutely does love to work. Okay, the big question in the room, guys. Is the relationship between Elliot and Prepon cute or creepy? Um, I think it's completely unnecessary. It, it's neither cute nor creepy. I mean, it is what it is. I, I, it's not the first time a 30-something dated a septuagenarian, but it, 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 I just feel like it's unnecessary. And especially the sex scene was was completely unnecessary. Even with them dating, I didn't need to see that. Right. They could have they could have old movie that crap and just had them make out and then I have it fade to black, that wake up the next day and they're in bed and we just know that they did it. We don't need I, I didn't need to see that. Right. Quite I don't frankly. Think you ever I, need to I see was, it? No, no. I, there there is I, I agree. You don't ever need to see it. They had it the right idea back in the forties, but Well, Wonder Woman. This time especially I, I really just did not need to see that. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, it she's not after him for his money, so you've got to take that out of the equation. Um, I think she I think she just, she finds him fascinating. I think he's she's, super charming, and she's, like, into that. I don't yeah. think she's got all these rules about, like, who is acceptable for her or whatever, which is fine. It makes her an interesting character. But, like, you're right. I didn't need to see it. But she she does struggle with the idea that she's dating somebody who's so much older than her, though. She, you, you know, you see that in yeah, her she has stand to process up routine. And... Do you think that that's shown so that we feel uneasy about it as well? Um, so maybe. that when the stand-up sec does come up and he does get upset and he knows it's all correct, do you think that we're supposed I... to basically feel like he's feeling? I, I think that they... I, I mean, I can't imagine why they. I, I I don't know why this would be in the script to begin with. You know, it's almost like they just Laura Perpon happened to be the person that got the job, so now they're they had to scramble to come up with something to lessen the uh, the uncomfortableness that the audience was bound to feel about it. What do you mean, the stand-up set? No, yeah, just in general, like the the tone of the relationship. Oh, I, I I don't know. I I'm I've been struggling to try to process and understand this relationship. Anyway, I don't I don't know why. Well, why it's I even think the, the whole mechanism of his life is that he he is he thinks of himself as he doesn't belong, like he didn't belong in his family or whatever, and he's like isolating himself. So, like, the the relationship he finally, like, accepts, he doesn't belong in either. Like, his best friend, him and Nick Offerman, they don't feel like they belong together. Like, it's what you said made Laura Prepon go, who's this guy? How do you know each right. other? You know, so, like, I don't know. There's it's something, like, anachronistic about the way he lives his life. He's just like, well, I'll just do stuff that, you know. He just breaks all the rules. Yeah, like, I'll just see what I want to do, I guess. But, like. To me, their relationship is fine. Um, it doesn't really feel like they have really good chemistry together. 
which is interesting because yeah. they're the age gap and everything, but uh, they're charming together or whatever. She but, never does reveal how old she is, does she? She's in her thirties. She said she was. Yeah, she said yeah, she was yeah. older than thirty-four. So that, right, she's a stand-up comedian. Right, so. but thirty-four and a half. <laughs> right. Could be. Um, if you looked up her real <laughs> age, I, I'm guessing that's probably right around where she is in the movie because he's right around where he yeah. is in real life. Yeah. So. A couple of years younger. I think the the relationship is put there for a reason, and I think it's just to make us feel weird. Because we just, get the stand-up show, like... which it makes us feel, I don't know, it made me feel like, uh, well, oh, duh, Sam Elliott, you're, this is what you're going to get. You've been had. Well, no. See, it, ma- it made me feel uncomfortable. That's what I Because I, like. was, I was like, ugh. Why is she doing this set? Why is she doing this set when she told him to come? Like, she should not be doing this set in front of him. I was very upset that well, that's that what, was that's happening. what comedians do. They have that's how they process their information in front of a group of strangers. And I, you know, love and it. And I hate get it. that, but I get that. But when he, when they're talking, you know, when he asks her what she does or whatever, and she's like, I have a show tonight. And. You know, she asked if he want. She invited him to come. If she knew she was going to be doing this material because she needed to process it or whatever, she should not have asked him to come. Probably not. That that was what was going through my head the whole time. I'm like, I well, just I felt for Sam Elliott. I I was very upset at Laura Prepon for for doing that to him. Well, the biggest problem I had with her stand up set is it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't funny. Like no. if it was hilarious then I think he would have been quicker to forgive her, too. I mean, I get the impression that she just isn't a very good stand-up comedian. I mean, she's not a stand-up. I don't know. So, I, I don't... Maybe that's just beyond her scope scope of of acting ability. I mean, maybe it was supposed to be funny, and it just didn't end up being funny. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't very funny. <clears throat> no. But then he ships over to his audition where he breaks down, and he does yep. the scene... Completely you know, loses the scene. his shirt. That he did with uh, Nick Offerman, and he tries to do it without the sides, but then he forgets the lines, and then he needs the sides, and then he has a breakdown, and he's talking about death, and, you know, it seemed yeah. like, because he watched him do it with Offerman, it was like, oh, this is shooting fish in a barrel, but right. life caught up with him. And I think that's what the... And then he's so, he's so upset and so disgusted with himself and so, you know, disappointed that he that he broke down and you know in front of strangers and in front of a room of people and wasn't able to do what he should do that he well, like yells at a paparazzi part of the prep on thing was she said that he could be dead tomorrow right but she doesn't know he's sick right so at, the, at that point so she, all of this is building up about... to him breaking down in the audition had she not said that had he not felt rejected publicly he might not have broke down in the audition Right. So I think that's... Yeah, she said something like she has to keep his heart steady because, let's face it, he could die at any... Or yeah. that's what makes it so naughty is that he could die at any moment. Right. I think it, I think part of it has to do that with his daughter, too, because, like, when he first reads the lines to Offerman, uh, you can tell he's, like, he kind of emphasizes the part about, yeah, I'm your father, and... Exactly. He feels yeah. that. I think, I think... He feels that lost relationship with his daughter. Right, I think that's where he gets a lot of the emotion from. So I think that had something to do with it too. Like he he realizes he screwed up so bad with his daughter, and he could die, and there's no way. He, right. There's a there's a 
there's a there's a chance he might not be able to fix it before he croaks. Right. Which who knows if he's gonna because we don't ever get any of that. So. Right. And the audition well, they was do hard get to a watch. dialogue. They do get a dialogue at some point, so it's not a yeah. great dialogue. But... Not at dinner because he smokes himself retarded and doesn't go to dinner. Uh, and while he's smoking, and does his and does his in case of emergency break glass mushrooms. Yeah. Um. While he's smoking and having this thing, there's like reggae music playing, which I thought was really there's... dumb. There's reggae music playing the whole like all throughout the movie. I didn't notice it except for this part. I I I watched it with subtitles. I guarantee you, like when he first goes to uh, Nick Offerman's place, there's reggae music playing in the background. So there's, there's only reggae music playing when he's smoking weed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't wrong. It's dumb. <laughs> Maybe they just listen to reggae. I don't. Know. Now we get to uh, the high point of the movie for me. Um, when he tells his wife that he's got cancer, his ex-wife. Yeah. And they do it just via body language from a camera, stationary camera across the street from where they're at. And I think it's that... It's very touching. Yes. It's so well done. It's we don't need well to hear done. him say it because he no. doesn't want to say it. You know no. what I mean? In it's... fact, every time every time throughout the movie that you think he's going to say it, he, he doesn't. He right. says, I want to make, make a movie. Or... I'm going to make a movie. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's cute. Uh, not cute. I don't know. Just well done. Well acted. People who aren't even saying anything. You know, actors of that caliber can tell you what they're trying to say without words. Right. There we go. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> then we're back to the beach and he you tells Kristen need, Ritter he's dying. You don't need words to speak. And then she gets mad because, you know, she's like, the only reason you want to talk to me right now is because you want everything to be okay before you die. Right. Which, you know... In in essence, is probably very true, you know, or it's true in that the imminence of death is has spurred on. <laughs> well, yeah, to it, reconcile, it but hyper focus on his regrets, right? But I mean, I I think he just, you know, a lot of times when people are estranged, they don't reach out. To well, the they always think they have time. They don't want to be. Well, they don't want to be rejected either. That rejection is hard, even you know, especially from someone who you love so much, and you you know that you messed up, and you want to make it better. But if you reach out to them and say, "Hey, I want to fix this," and they just tell you to go fork yourself, that's well, right. That's but like, very, what he hard. says to her is that I think is actually really good. Is she's like. Like you said, oh, you just want to try to fix this because you're dying and, you know, you just want it all to be better. And he basically says to her, well, don't you want to fix yeah. this before I die? Like, don't you want it to be right. better? And she sort of agrees. <clears throat> we never get any really fine, real finality to that or whether or not they're going to have a relationship going forward. But the the dialogue has begun, which which gives us a hope that there's a chance. Yeah. And we basically get the prologue to the movie about his situation via a poem led by Laura Prepon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, the, the the reading is fine, you know, whatever. She's just reading a poem. But his reaction to the poem, saying nothing, just body language and the emotion in his eyes, is fantastic. It really is. He is a he's, wonderful he's actor. A fun, he is. He's phenomenal. <sighs> 
Dude's got one of the best voices in movie history. You know, him and Keith David, maybe, right up there next to each other. And, like... Who's Keith David? You'd know him as, uh, I don't know. He's I like got, Morgan Freeman's voice, too. Morgan Freeman. I, I was going to say... I, I would have expected but who's Morgan Keith Freeman or, or James Earl Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones is up there. Keith David, you know his voice. He's a black guy. He's in like uh, the Riddick movies. He's been a voice in almost everything you've ever heard. Anyways, we'll talk about this off the podcast. Alrighty. So the poem reading, Alrighty. his reaction to it, um, it's really good. And then we get the circular nature of the story. Uh, the fleeting nature of life is that the beach is lapping up or the water's lapping up against the beach again, and he's still recording VO for barbecue sauce. Yep. But now it's ribs. Same barbecue sauce. Chicken. The perfect yeah. partner for your ribs. The perfect partner. <laughs> Can you do it again? And he's still unhappy, and the guy's still asking for more, and he doesn't give him any direction about what he wants, and he's still annoyed. You know? Yep. So that's it, guys. That's the hero. Um,. Do you like the artsy fartsiness of it, or do you think it was like uh, trying to play darts with a bazooka? I I think they I think it was a little like trying to play darts with a bazooka. I think they could have they could have brought it down to earth a little bit. I mean it it wasn't good enough to it wasn't good enough to be that artsy fartsy. You know? <laughs> Would I you have the, liked uh, to uh, see twenty more minutes of this movie? Yeah. Uh, Matt says yes. I would like to see twenty min- twenty more minutes of a slightly different movie. Sure, I think the the artsy fartsy was fine, but I think they could have done a better job with it. Like they had a lot of stuff that just there wasn't any substance to it. Like it was just Thank there you. for the for the arts, and it it wasn't fartsy enough. But uh, right, they, it, they, it was it was a lot of him just standing there staring at things. Right. They could have done like the scene that Joe said that really was the high point for him was where, you know, they show the body language and that's what, that's how they had to portray the, the delivery of the news. I think they, they could have done some more of that somehow. And that would have made the movie a lot better. Sure. Yeah. Like to me, it was like, they're trying to add weight to a pillow, but like it just hits you. It's still downy soft. Like, 20 more minutes and a slightly different script, like a slightly modified script, uh, right. 20 more pages of of an arc. Give this guy some sort of arc. Like, I think I would have actually been fine with just 20 more minutes and they show like, okay, yeah, he he does go to get the procedure and blah, blah, blah. blah. Maybe. Well, it does. It does show them him on the phone making the appointment. Right, right. He's so he does have procedure. a little arc. But you don't know. Right. like He there's... does have a little arc. Right. Laura Prepon, you know, helps him grow a little bit and not push everybody away. Right. I think the cancer is what's doing that. I think she's yeah, basically yeah. there as like his Jiminy Cricket. Right. Because have Which you talked to your family yet? You know, like she's basically right. the conscience on his shoulder. Which she could have been there without them bumping up uglies. But to me... Uh, like Matt said, maybe 10 minutes following, like, to see what he's going to do with his life. And maybe I want 10 minutes of flashback that shows you why he's in this situation. Like, you have to give this guy an arc. Like, he starts off at A, and he ends at A plus, maybe. You know, there's there's no delineation between who he is at the beginning of the movie and who he is after. He's obviously resigned to his fate or whatever, but, um, like, why is he... 
why is he isolated? Right. Why is his best friend slash drug dealer his only real friend? Why is he going after a 30-year-old as his romantic interest? Um, give him something. Give us a reason to root for his success in the future, like with the procedure. You know, you know. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I felt like, you know, given the artsy-fartsy nature of the film, there wasn't there was no arc intended i think you're right there i think they did exactly what they intended to do right and and quite honestly i don't i don't know that i i i didn't wonder what while i was watching this movie i didn't wonder what had happened specifically to tear his family apart i just assumed it you know had to do with the fact that his wife was a photographer he was an actor they you know, their, his career was more important to him than his family, and it tore them apart. You know, I, I just, I, uh, I don't, I think it's as deeper than that. I think it's his unhappiness with his career tore them apart. Probably, you know. that's that's probably that's more think... accurately what I was trying to say. Yes, right. Um, and that happens in Hollywood all the time. So sure, they're a narcissistic it, it and a... very weak constitutional bunch. Right, and it didn't even occur to me that that it might be anything else than that. You know, it just right. But like, he's you know, I don't know. Like, normally you want the guy to go through something, and he does. He goes through a a experience that makes him question his mortality. Yet he he doesn't really decide to do things much differently. He takes one step sideways. You know, he like he gets into the medium lane. He doesn't get into the fast lane to try to fix things. Like I think a normal person yeah. would do. Well, I think. I, mean, I, I think. I think it's more. I think it's. I, I think what you're referring to is is more common in a in a movie setting. You know, in a movie, that's what you would expect to happen. But in real life, I, I don't think people really do that. I think Angela. I think Angela was right earlier. She's when she said that. Uh, he was just kind of trying to wrap his head around it first because, like, when the news like that hits you, it's, I mean, it's a big deal. And it, you don't always just be like, oh, well, I guess I got to do this. You're like, holy shit. Right. What do I do now? Right. You say, holy shit. Basically, say, holy shit for the next, like, four hours. And then you're like, oh, I guess I have to do something about this. But and I don't, I think, but I don't even know think, how to begin to do it. You know, how do I right, even I begin to repair this relationship? And- well, that's exactly, I think that's what he was trying to figure out. Right. But what they show in the movie is they show you, like, Angela said earlier, just a couple days of his life. Uh, there's no reason right. they had to use just a few days. They could have used a few months. Yeah, they right. could have. Right. Know, and and I, I think that probably would have made a better movie. But it wouldn't be as artsy-fartsy, so. Yeah. Right. So you guys think <laughs> the artsy-fartsiness takes this movie down a few notches? I, I a think little it, bit, yeah. I think it could have been just as artsy-fartsy if they hadn't have tried to be so artsy-fartsy. Right, right. You know it's, I mean? it's got independent movie just pooped right. all over it. Like, ooh, we did this for so cheap. Right, like <laughs> we, you know, we don't, we don't cater to the masses, and and we don't care if you like our movie. You know, I'm not going to conform to fucking bullshit. Right, it has that feel to it so much that you know it. It could have done without it for sure. It could have backed off a little bit on that and. It would have been a better movie. Back up, back up. Okay, <laughs> well, Angela, this is your movie of 2017. What do you rate it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it a six. Um, I'll, I probably 
I probably uh, won't ever watch it again, but you know, I. <laughs> That's what I said too. <laughs> but I'm glad that I have watched. I'm glad that I did watch it. it. It, you know, for no other reason than Sam Elliott is the tits. I well, there is I a ten out of ten about about this movie, and I think it's his performance. Absolutely, he he's phenomenal in it. You know, there are some things I could have lived without. Some things that I would have liked to see done differently, but for the most part, I'd say it was a. You know, it's a it's a six out of ten movie. It, it's okay, it's fine. Okay, Matt. Um, hmm, this is a tough one. I think uh, the movie's pretty decent. I think it's good. I would have liked to see a lot. Well, not a lot, but I would have liked to see more. Uh, like we we had mentioned, more of the past and maybe a little bit of the future just to see, you know, what what exactly is going to happen to his character, or at least a general idea, a more general idea than what they give. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we we also could have done without the as much artsy-fartsy. Uh, but still, overall, Sam Elliott, um, phenomenal actor. I think a lot of it was really done well for what it was doing. Absolutely. So, I'm going to give it a 7.8. 7.8 out of 10. All right. All right. Well, I think this movie could have used 20 more minutes. Um, here and there, I think it could have used a... Uh, I don't want to say a better script, but it could have used a more fleshed-out script. How about that? Does that sound more fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think like the script I don't think has anything super wrong the with it. The script wasn't... Right. It wasn't bad. It like, just the needed dialogue's something. Fine, but right. It, it, it just needed a little... It needed... A, it needed to be just two degrees to the left sure. of what it was. What I think really is the problem is I think this movie tries a little too hard to be like all things, and it never really succeeds at being one thing. Right. You know, they try to dabble in a little bit of comedy. They try to do a little bit of drama. You know what I mean? But they don't really do one. They, the movie's not very funny, and the movie's not all that dramatic. The right. most dramatic scene in the movie has no dialogue. And the second most dramatic scene in the movie is a guy reading a script. So right. um, <laughs> they it's... needed to do just a little bit better at what they were trying to do. Um, while I think it is a good movie, I don't think it's like best of quality um, as far as like award season coming around. Right. Uh, that being said, like I said, 10 out of 10 for Sam Elliott. He is fantastic. Anyways, I, I want to see him in more stuff. I want to see more Sam Elliott. And I, yeah. Uh, but this movie is a dead in the middle movie for me. It's five out of 10. Um, like I'll never watch it again. Glad I watched it. Um, maybe the next thing this filmmaker makes, I'll give it a shot based on what they were trying to achieve here. But I don't and think this movie they did do a better too job much. Of it. This didn't movie didn't too much for Laura Prepon and it didn't too, you know, do too much for Kristen Ritter. But I think Nick, Nick Offerman gets a bump in my head from this. I think he was great. Yeah, for sure. So. I was actually from based on the trailer. I was expecting Kristen Ritter to be a bigger, have a bigger role. Yeah. She She's only appeared on screen a, the a couple of times. Had. Yeah, yeah. She was in Breaking Bad. I let you. Yep. Well, for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Until she gets moitered. She does not get murdered. She yes. gets neglected. She does not get murdered. She gets neglected. No, she, Walter murders her. Are you retarded? Walter does not murder her. He just leaves her to overdose and die. He watches her die. 
Exactly. But he does. He didn't inject That's her murder. with anything. She she overdosed and he just didn't do anything. All he, he had to do was her turn die. her head. I know. Yeah. But Anyways, that's not murder. It's, me that's it's murder. negligent homicide. It's manslaughter. He slaughtered a man. <laughs> but that's worse than homicide. Or that's not as bad as homicide. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Not if you're Brian Regan. He thinks manslaughter should be the worst crime because it sounds the worst. <laughs> right. It does sound the worst. I slaughtered a man. Yeah. Right. I love oh. that. that bit. He's great. He's he's fantastic. Nunchucks and Filing Throwers available on Netflix now. Yep, it's pretty funny. We should uh, stop talking about Michael Bay and have it be Brian Regan. Yeah. Yay, Regan. Yay, Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. But he's good. This We're supposed to be talking about stuff that's bad, right? I don't have to know. Oh, is the yay, I'm really is, confused. I've never is the yay Michael that, is the yay Michael Bay facetious? No, it's he is like a uh, icon of making bad movies that are fun to watch, except for the Transformers movies. Oh, well, the first one was bad, but I, I like okay. I liked the first one. Yeah, the first I one was okay to, fun watch. to watch. The well, first one was good. I haven't really seen much. I haven't seen. Oh, any it's of the really ones. bad, but it's fun to watch. I'm right, right. Yeah, it's it's bad, but it's fun. And yeah. I've I haven't seen the remain any of the other. Transformers. I They're not very good. Be Especially this this last one with Marky Mark is really really bad. Like it's it's a what? Chore. No. <laughs> yeah, and Anthony Hopkins <laughs> is in it, and he's fine. But it's like, why did you Aww. agree to do this? The only reason to watch any uh, Transformers movie is the Tooch. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. The Tooch is in the newest one, but not as the same character he was before. I think that... What? Yeah, yeah. They jumped characters? Well, sort of. You. Oh, what a junk franchise. I hate yeah. franchises. Well, it's not like that. how you think. Okay. So, it. I think that he, you know, Michael Bay just likes Stanley Tucci, just like everyone who ever probably met him does. Right. So, he gets just thrown in there as a different role that makes sense because he doesn't look the same. So, and. Oh, why am I worried okay. about spoiling this? They go why back are to you like about spoiling they this? go back to like medieval times. Medieval oh, are times. You me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and uh, he plays someone back then. Oh, no nonsense. utensils in medieval times. Henceforth, no utensils at medieval times. What I got a lot of tables, of dude. Nonsense is that? <laughs> <laughs> no utensils, but they had Pepsi. Right. I got a lot of tables too. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, The Cable Guy. Okay, so uh, would we recommend people watch The Hero? My recommendation is if you're into artsy fartsy movies, absolutely watch it. If, like my husband, you don't, you'll be bored. Don't. Um, can you think of a different movie they should watch with Sam Elliott in it? No, I've, this is the only movie I've seen with Sam Elliott in it. Well, you have well, done yourself I a guess disservice. Ro- I guess watch Roadhouse. I've I've seen that movie. I just didn't realize Roadhouse. Sam Elliott was in it. Yeah, he's in it. Matt? Yes, you, I recommend you watch this film. You rec- recommend you there see you this one? Do you think it's, uh, sure. despite its artsy-fartsy failings, you think that uh, it is strong enough? Yeah, I think they did well enough with the drama in it that it was worthwhile. It made me feel feels yeah so 
Well, and here's the crux of the thing is like, I think if it was two hours and it was this level of quality, I wouldn't recommend that you see it. But since it's only 90 minutes, uh, I say give it a watch. It's worth it. Sam Elliott is, his performance is worth it. So that's where I'm going to sit on that. I like watch it once. Don't watch it over and over again. This isn't going to be your new favorite film. No. Um, If you're not a fan of Sam Elliott, I'd just skip it. There's no reason. Go walk up a cliff, you bastard. Right, I was just gonna say if you're not a Sam friend, well, if you're You're not not a a fan of Sam, if you're not a friend, I can't even talk. I'm so upset about the idea. You mother, right? If you're not a fan of Sam Elliott, kill yourself. That is insane. Well, not everything's for everyone. I mean, they keep making these Transformers movies, so Sam Elliott is for everyone. Uh, yeah, maybe go watch Tombstone or We Were Soldiers. Um, We Were Soldiers has this weird spot near the beginning of the third act where Barry Pepper's taking pictures, and it's like this weird montage of him taking pictures because the movie was written by a photographer in Vietnam, so they (laughs) they do this whole thing, and it's really, like, dumb, (laughs) but just ignore that. The rest of the movie's fine. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. I'm not into war movies. Sam Elliott is like, like, he is hilarious in the movie unintentionally. The closest I get to liking a war movie is Down Periscope. How could, anyways, we'll talk about that later too. Have you not seen a lot of war movies? I don't like war movies. Mm. Oh, they're so good though. If but they're good. I, I, I I I find them boring. I I don't care about history or war or. Well, then you retarded. I can't talk to you anymore. Uh, probably. <laughs> <sighs> I did. I did suffer a closed head injury. So. Oh. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> so there we are, guys. That was the hero. Um. Okay. Uh, it's the holiday season, right? Everyone's in their jingle bell type of mode. Jingle mm-hmm. my bells. Ah. I don't know if I'm that into it, but, you know, <laughs> give me a 25-point presentation and I'll talk to you about it. But before, <laughs> before all that happens, we're going to watch a really interesting movie. <laughs> just say that. It's called Reindeer Games, starring Batfleck and mm-hmm. I think it's Charlize. I'm pretty sure. I... Charlize Theron? Yes. Gary Sinise. Yep, it sure is. Gary it Sinise sure is. In the is. Movie. He's good. Yeah. Yep. Charlize Theron. Gary ben Sinise. James Danny Trejo. Oh, Trejo's Isaac Hayes. Ashton Kutcher. Wow. Donald Logue's in it. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a good movie, right? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> oh, we're not going to let the cat out of the bag quite yet. Uh, but it's going to be fun, a lot right? of fun to watch, though. Yep. Yep. Watch Rudy play rain, reindeer games with all the rest of the reindeer. Uh-huh. So, guys, thanks for listening. And as always, you can check out our all our jazz at MovieDummies.com. Um, Shannon has been doing yeoman's work, man, and just reviewing every Hallmark Christmas movie that's come out this year. <laughs> I think she might be slightly <laughs> insane for doing so, but she says she's loving it. She's got a couple that she said that she's going to start watching every year, so they're not, you know... They're throwing all bad. a handful of darts at a dartboard, and some of them are sticking. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. She said there's one with Danica McKellar that was really cute. So if you 
I have no idea what it's called. If you just want to search that out on your own, I would suggest you do so. Yeah. All righty. Will do. But until now next that week. It's a, now that it's an appropriate time of year to start watching Christmas movies, she started way too early. Well, I think that's because Hallmark started pumping them out. <laughs> she has. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's got to. She's got to try, to try to keep ahead of the game. I think she's like five or six behind at this point, but she'll have them all watched by the by Monday, I'm sure. Jeebus. Is she going to watch any Hanukkah movies as well? I don't believe Hallmark's into that sort of thing. I don't. I think they're totally <laughs> anti-Jewish, which is why none of their movies are mainstream. So, Ah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was not politically correct to say, and I'm not sorry. So. <laughs> I don't think we're the most politically correct podcast out there. It's fine, Adolf. I could care less about political correctness. Adolf. That was mean. <laughs> As if. Hey. Uh, wow, that really right. that really threw me for a loop. It knocked me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're a big old Bartholomew. Okay, yes, I... so yeah, moviedummies.com checks out for reviews and all that jazz. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and uh, that'll get us searched for more often. I really appreciate everybody who listens. Send us emails. Check us out at, you know, you just fill out the form there at moviedummies.com. Let us know what you think of these episodes. If you got Fan some feedback, feedback. Teamwork. If you love the hero <laughs> and you think that I'm stupid, please let me know. I love hearing that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Until next week, I'm Joe. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. Oh, we don't hit. Ha- I should have canned Shannon saying yay, Michael Bay's Pee Wee. Matt, you want to give it a shot? <laughs> I can't do <laughs> Yay, Michael Bay! <laughs> Duh. Thanks for listening to these idiots. I cannot wait until the seas finally take over. Until then, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And visit us at moviedummies.com for more content.